Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Is it a sorting hat kind of Saturday in the Big 12 Conference coming up this weekend? This is Neighborhood Watch. I am your host, Josh Neighbors, here on Crystal Ball College Football, part of the 365 Sports Network. Find us wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube here as well. Like the video, subscribe to the channel. Uh, so this weekend's a big weekend. We're going to sort some things out here in the Big 12 this weekend with a lot of the games that we have. That's why I went with Sorting Hat Saturday for any of you out there who are Harry Potter fans. For those of you who are not Harry Potter fans, the Sorting Hat tells you what school you are in. The Sorting Hat this week will go on a bunch of Big 12 teams, kind of tell us where they are in the mix of this league because a lot of the games that we have this weekend. So that's how you figure it is a Sorting Hat type of Saturday. I think there's a lot of sorting going on across the country kind of as we spin things forward you know about uh, where we are headed on this saturday it feels like a whole lot is going to be told across all conferences there are some big games but like really just some separation games some instances of teams being able to tell us hey who are you uh you know uh, in terms of like your league itself or even in the, the general college football conversation who are you what are you about? And I think we'll fi uh, figure some things like that out. We'll be back on a Saturday night or Sunday morning edition. We will have the winner's circle. We give you all the best, the most important reactions, everything you'll need to know from everything that went down in the Big 12 this past weekend. We'll be there to make sure you guys find that. Loser's Corner. They sometimes say the losing story or the better story is in the loser's locker room. We break down to see if that is true on Mondays. Then on Tuesdays, we have our weekly power rankings. On Wednesdays, we typically have a conversation uh, with somebody in Big 12 circles or elsewhere. On Thursdays, we look at what's at stake in the week ahead. And on Fridays, we preview this weekend's action. And so that is what gives us our Big 12 Saturday buffet. We look at this weekend. We tell you all what's on the docket. Make a couple things. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at Josh Neighbors underscore is where you guys can find me on Twitter slash X. Last week, when it came to the picks, uh, we were, let's see, three and one, which got us to 20 and 15 overall. 20 and 15. The winners last week, Iowa State was a winner. TCU was a winner. Kansas State was a winner. The lone loser was Kansas. We could have had that as a winner. We were close. But 20 and 15 now overall, that puts us firmly on the year at 60% for the bread truck picks. These are the Saturday morning specials that you guys get every single week coming on your Twitter feed. It's not the best value of the week, but it's at the closing bell. What looks the best? And I give that to you all every single Saturday that's why it's worth following on Twitter slash X. All right, here is your Big 12 buffet. It actually balances out pretty well. 
There are two 11.30 games. There is one 2.30 game, a 3 o'clock game, and two 6 p.m. games. So your entire day is going to be full of Big 12 football. First, 11 a.m. on ABC. It's UCF at Oklahoma. The Oklahoma Sooners are coming off a bye, as are the UCF Knights. Um, they need that bye, by the way, too. Uh, and it looks like, you know, John Rice Plumley will be back at the helm. We saw him beforehand. He tried to make a little bit of a comeback in that game against Kansas. Uh, they took him back out of the game. A smart move there by Gus Malzahn and company. But UCF is one of those new teams in the Big 12 Conference that is off to a pretty slow start in conference play. They're 0-3. They've lost three straight games. It looks like it's about to be four straight games because at 11 o'clock on ABC, the Oklahoma Sooners are a 17-and-a-half-point favorite. I actually think that line's a little bit low. I think Oklahoma, um, with all the confidence they have, with how well their defense has been playing, and also where this UCF offense is, there are playmakers on the UCF offense, but the UCF offense is not executing at a high level, and the UCF defense has been gashed. Now, the one thing the UCF defense does not defend very well against is the run. The run has been a huge problem for the UCF defense. They're uh, right now th uh, 12th in the league in terms of total defense. When it comes to rushing defense, they're giving up nearly 200 yards per game. They've given up the most rushing touchdowns in the league. But Oklahoma's rushing offense is number nine overall. Now, they do have 14 rushing touchdowns, which puts them tied for third up there actually with UCF. But the one issue for them is uh, the running the football in terms of yardage, just in terms of consistency. Like this has not been a fantastic Oklahoma rushing attack. They're 10th in terms of yards per carry at 4.1. Uh, you know, total yards doesn't really matter because everybody's kind of played the different number of games at yards per game. They are number nine in the league. So let's see if this Oklahoma rushing attack is something that they can get going. I bet there has been a, a long, you know, kind of attempt this week. I mean, that could be something because I do wonder, like, do you want to be relying solely on Dylan Gabriel and all of your big games the rest of the way? Do you want to find, <clears throat> excuse me, do you want to find some balance and I think offensive coordinator Jeff Levy, you know, while he comes from that Art Bryles tree, probably wants to find some some semblance of balance, whether it's Walker or or Major. I mean, right now their third leading rusher is Dylan Gabriel, and he had a massive game against the Texas Longhorns. But I do think they want to balance some things out more in that rushing game with Walker and Major, and maybe some Javante Barnes as well so let's see if they can get the rushing attack going uh maybe they try you know maybe they go heavy pass early on maybe you know it's it's a mixture of both but like i i think i see oklahoma doing their best to take control of this game and probably trying to pound that rock later on in the contest and play some keep away and look this oklahoma defense has been really strong so far throughout the season they were not tested until a texas game and they stood up pretty well texas move the ball over them yes well, they needed some stops. They're able to get enough stops in that game and make enough plays. And so I do think with like the performances that we've seen, this Oklahoma defense is serious enough. So I'm leading towards the Sooners. I will decide if they're one of my picks 
tomorrow. Look, 11 a.m., ESPN Plus, Baylor, Cincinnati. This is a heavyweight tilt for the last spot in the league. Who is the worst team in the Big 12? That will be decided in this game. I don't want to spend too much time on this contest. I'll spend as much as I need on this contest after the weekend is over. If you're going to give somebody more, I mean, here's the thing so far, big 12 newcomers have done very poorly against, uh, you know, current like teams that are in the big 12, right? Out of all of the newcomers in the league, BYU, Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston. All right. Houston has the lone win against a new team. It took them a Hail Mary to do so. Uh, Cincinnati is 0-3. They have scored 43 points in their three Big 12 games. They have given up 85. I will take Baylor. I will gobble up all of those points. Personnel-wise, this game's a bit more even than it should be. But if you're going to give me points against what's been a really, really disappointing Cincinnati team, and Baylor's been equally as disappointing, but... I want to take points in this game. If you're giving me a, a, a new Big 12 team, giving points to a remaining Big 12 team, I'll take Baylor in this spot. I'll gobble up those points. See if you can bet this before this thing goes down, because uh, I think it actually will creep down. As bad as Baylor's been, I will take those points. 2.30 on ESPN, Oklahoma State and West Virginia. Uh, three and a half point spread. This is a massive game. What is in the line? I talked a little bit about it yesterday, but I want to reiterate this once again. On the line in this game, whoever wins this contest is going to be three and one in the league. Right now, Oklahoma State is two and one. West Virginia is two and one in the league. Four and two overall uh, for West Virginia. Four and two overall for Oklahoma State. A win in this contest puts you tied for number two in the league and kind of in that area, right? Iowa State's three and one. They're off this week. So right now, West Virginia, K-State, Texas, Oklahoma State, Iowa State all have one loss. Everyone is chasing the Oklahoma Sooners at this point in time. Teams with two losses, Texas Tech, KU, TCU, and they're two and two. Uh, all those teams are. Uh, you have the one and twos, BYU, Houston, Baylor. All right, but out of the one-loss teams, this is a chance to vault yourself in that top-five conversation, keep yourself relevant. Do I think either of these teams is one of the best three or four in the league? No, but when we mention if you are involved in the Big 12 title race at this point of the season, a win here puts you in that category. This is also a great battle between two really good sophomore running backs, right? Uh you look at Ollie Gordon, the job that he has done on the ground so far this year for Oklahoma State, right? He's averaging around 89 yards per game. But you think about like, you know, you think about overall, just like the job that Ollie Gordon has done so far this year, especially when you talk about, uh, you know, in, in Big 12 games, he is averaging 142 yards per contest. He went over 100 both on the ground and in the uh, in the receiving game as well last time out. And also you look at the other, other side of things, think about C.J. Donaldson, who has been really impressive, not as good in conference, but still he is part of a pretty dynamic rushing attack. And Garrett Green is a huge part of that as well too. 
Oklahoma State's playing with more confidence, and I like their coach better overall. But West Virginia, to me, I think this is a week where, look, they're getting a couple guys back. We saw I saw an injury report. They're getting a couple guys back. I think they can be a bit tougher on the defensive end. Alan Bowman had a big week last week, but I still think West Virginia at home is in a good spot if they can lock down some things on Ollie Gordon. Three and a half is a big number, though. I know it's still a small number in the grand scheme of things, but three and a half feels a little big to me. Uh, so this is a holding way till tomorrow to see where this line closes. I think where this line closes will define where I go with this bet. Or maybe you like Oklahoma State as a tease, give them extra points. Maybe you want to tease West Virginia them to get the field goal in this game. Texas and Houston. So Dana Holgerson has mentioned this. Uh, this is also a great tease candidate. I, I, if you can tease that Houston line to 30, I kind of like you getting 30 points if you're Houston at home. Texas has the better team. Dana Holgerson, we've been down on. It's a big game spot for Houston. There have been a lot of games that we have talked about where these old Big 12 teams or new Big 12 teams are going to welcome in Texas and Oklahoma. These are the games that their coaches have been asked about. These are the games that coaches have had to talk about all offseason. Houston got a little bit of extra time. and Texas off the bye. Houston got some extra time, though, with a Thursday night game last week. They've got some confidence after a win. Donovan Smith looked as good as he has looked in his entire college career in the second half of that game against West Virginia. So some confidence there for him and this Houston offense. But the horses on Texas side are just a lot better. I'm kind of wondering, though, where the final score ends up in this game. If you tease this thing up to 30, I still feel like they cover. But this begins the stretch, guys, because any loss for Texas knocks them out of college football playoff contention. At this point of the season, the Texas Longhorns appear to be, they are this for sure, a Big 12 title contender. Are they, beyond that, still a college football playoff contender? They've got to answer those questions. They are 5-1. and one. They have got six games left at Houston, BYU, K-State, at TCU, at Iowa State, and Texas Tech. Three of those look like they could be potential challenges. At least at Iowa State right now, seems like a challenge. At TCU right now, appears to be a challenge. K-State at home, looks like it could be a challenge. Uh, Texas Tech, depending on how they're playing, could be a you know maybe Houston, maybe right, kind of almost a half challenge, if you will. But none of those teams are even talent-wise as close to the Longhorns. And you all might say, well, that's where they have slipped up in the past. Well, right now this season, they slipped up in a game against a team that was relatively on their level, on their footing when it came to talent, the Oklahoma Sooners. So the big question is, what happens here down the back stretch for Texas? And they play teams with lesser talent. The answer the last few seasons has not been good for them. Let's see if that turns around here. Six o'clock on FS1, Texas Tech and BYU. Texas Tech, a three-point favorite. I think this, guys, this is an ultimate stay away game. This is a massive stay away, right? Is Morton going to be good to go? Is Strong going to be the guy? Does it even matter? BYU's offense looked terrible, last week against uh, and that's the thing is texas tech will spread you out much like tcu did can tech take advantage of that they have the personnel to take advantage of that can byu recover a little bit here 
at home. BYU had a chance in this game to get to five and two overall and have a chance to continue their year where they have been, to me, the best new Big 12 team. But what does that really mean? We're about to learn some things about this BYU team and this program. They might want to get this win now because they have at Texas, at West Virginia, Iowa State, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State all coming up. All five of those teams right now are above 500 in the league coming up the rest of the way. So if BYU has designs on making a bowl game, get while the getting is good, I think, right now in this contest. So I think there's a lot of pressure on BYU to hold the fort while at home, but they have the personnel to do it. That's a huge question to me. And finally, on ESPN2 at 6 p.m., it is TCU and K-State. This, to me, is the game of the day because it's a rerun of the 2022 Big 12 championship game. All right? Six-and-a-half-point favorites on ESPN2 are K-State. It sounds like we're going to see both Will Howard and Avery Johnson. I think that's the right move. Josh Hoover, the guy at quarterback for TCU. How good can this TCU defense play? What's the preparation this, this week been like for them as they've had to both prepare for Avery Johnson and Will Howard? What about what we saw on tape last week? I like K-State in this matchup. I really do. Do I like them by six and a half? I love the home field advantage, but what does the confidence meter look like for TCU after blowing the doors off of BYU? But here's the thing. This environment for Josh Hoover is going to be a little bit different. But also we have the storyline of could it be a situation once again where that TCU backup is the better quarterback on the team? This game is fascinating for so many reasons. It's a big number, six and a half. It really is. I just got, I have no clue. I have absolutely no clue. I'm leaning towards K-State, but I would want to throw them in some kind of parlay, I think. I think like a West Virginia K-State parlay or maybe even a tease for those two teams is the way I'd want to go. How about this? How about we do a uh, K-State Cincinnati, or excuse me, K-State Baylor teaser. Let's tease the K-State line down to a half point. Let's make that Baylor line plus nine and a half. Maybe even go six and a half, right? So basically at that point, K-State, all I have to do is win. And then Baylor, you can put them up at 10 points. That'll be my big 12 two-team tease of the week. Maybe if you want to go three teams, throw Oklahoma in there, make that line 11 Maybe you can do seven-point tees to get it all the way down to 10. All right, here comes your Saturday 7, the seven games out to the Big 12 Conference. I will have the biggest impact, in my opinion, on how this CFB season goes down this year. Do do do. 11 a.m. on Fox, Ohio State and Penn State. I heard a good breakdown yesterday on the Cover 3 podcast. Who can hit more of those explosive chunk plays will probably win this game. It's weird to see two teams like this playing at this point of the season just have not been tested at all. 2.30 on ABC, Wazoo and Oregon. Oregon looks like a good bounce-back candidate, and Wazoo, they're a little bit banged up at this point in time. It looks like the depth just is not there for that program. 2.30 on CBS. Number 17, Tennessee, against number 11, Alabama. Nine points is a whole lot for this game. It's going to be a defensive showdown. I don't think we're going to see as much offense as we saw last season when these two teams met up. So I will go with Tennessee plus the nine. It's kind of one of the biggest feel about so far. 
Minnesota and Iowa on NBC at 2.30. Guys, Iowa over under in this game, 30 and a half. That is a record, according to Brett McMurphy. So that's obviously something that's got a whole lot of our ire, our you know, ire, more of our interest, I should say. 6.30 on ABC. It's Duke and Florida State. FSU, kind of wondering, a lot of us are wondering, hey, how much Riley Leonard do we see? Do we even see Riley Leonard at quarterback for the Duke Blue Devils? But massive game in the ACC. 7 o'clock on Fox, Utah and USC. Uh, I, I will take USC. I think they bounce back in this game, but seven feels like a lot of points, even without Cam Rising on the field for Utah. And then finally, seven o'clock ACC network and eliminator in the ACC, Miami and Clemson in a game where, man, whoever loses this one is not feeling good about how the season is going down. All right, we'll be back on Saturday with a – sorry, guys. I've been all over the place this week. It's been a challenging week for me professionally, just a lot of stuff going on. I'll be back on Saturday with a much longer breakdown, longer episodes coming for you all next week, I promise. Uh, be able to lock some things in, but long week this week here in the state of Arkansas. So uh, hopefully you all are locked in with me. Excited for this weekend's games. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at uh, – excuse me – at NWPod365, you guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. You guys can find the show wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. All right, folks, talk to you on Saturday slash Sunday.